and get all tangled up in the theatrics of the past. You know, the church style ministry, one of the things I deal with on a weekly basis, I would say, is people are still living in the actions of the past. And because of that, they can't enjoy the present, living on the future. You know, a church calling church and a high call of God and the person who worked in Jesus Christ. Amen. What a wonderful God he is. Hey, this time we're going to take the offering, and I'd like to have the ushers come forward. And I'll be nice as far as worship, be able to thank God and worship Him and, uh, for our tithe and offerings, giving thanks. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the good your honor that you have sustained us and supplied for us. You take care of your children. You're a good and great and merciful God. Lord, we love you and thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, we've got the privilege now to be able to sow back uh, into your kingdom work. That's what I am. Lord, take these offerings and use it to your glory and your honor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoever who's willing to shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord 
Christ that represents what he done for you and I and by his precious Christ. This cup represents that precious blood that was spilled for you and I that atones for all of our sins. What 
If you have your Bibles, open to the book of Corinthians, chapter 15, please. First Corinthians, <coughs> chapter 15. Once again, this here's Paul. He's addressing the church of Corinth. <clears throat> it seemed that instead of keeping their, their, their eyes fixed with the Lord Jesus Christ, to pray on this more given to him, they started looking at other things, other idols, other people. Uh, the Bible actually says that they started preaching another Jesus, another gospel, and another spirit entered into the church. First Corinthians 15. In verse 1. <clears throat> Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and where ye stand. When he said, Moreover, brethren, he said to the church, above and beyond anything and everything else, he said, Look to Jesus and preach that gospel. He said, I declare, that means I affirm, I show clearly, I reveal the truth of God's word. The gospel, that's the plan of salvation. And that's also, a lot of times we stop with the plan of salvation, but it's more. It's also the power of sanctification. He will sanctify you and I to set us apart for God's glory and honor. This gospel said, I preached unto you, and he said, also, which I have received. He said, therein stand. Now, what stand means to hold a certain course. To persevere, to endure. Folks, you and I, as the Church of Jesus Christ, we've got all we need in Jesus. We've got all we need in His Word. We don't need to look to other books, other authors, other methods, other formulas. Stand firm in the personal work of Jesus Christ. Paul said, By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. You know, the Bible talks about the last days would be a great apostasy that's falling away from the faith. I don't think anybody sees that today or not, but that's going on right before our very eyes. That's what Paul said here. He says, if you keep in memory, unless you believe in faith. Paul said, for I deliver you first of all, that which I also receive. Paul says, I'm not giving you something I haven't received myself. Amen? But I receive it, that's what I'm passing on, praise God. How did Christ die for our sins, according to the scriptures? I like that. Once again, Psalms 22, Isaiah 53, Daniel 9, according to the scriptures, praise God, Christ died for our sins. <clears throat> Verse 4 says, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Ladies and gentlemen, we have God's word on it. We can bank our eternal souls on the word of Almighty God. 2,000 years ago, early one Sunday morning, several women went to the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they got there, they found that the stone, stone had been rolled away and the tomb was empty. As they pondered in their hearts and looked at each other and looked what's going on here, what took place, the Bible says an angel appeared before them. And he said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen, just like he said. Folks, I like this phrase here, why do you seek the living? among the dead. Today this world is seeking and chasing after things that are dead, they're perishing, they're empty, they cannot save us, they can't help us. 
Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of the things of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame. He sat down at the right hand of majesty for you and I. Folks, the reason Jesus sat down, it's a finished work. Amen? We don't have to look anywhere else. Look unto Jesus. Jesus went to the veil of death, and he came off the other side victoriously. The transformed, resurrected life, well, that's, that's proof that uh, we have that blessed hope as Christians. <clears throat> as Christians, we have the supernatural assistance that the world doesn't have. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, amen? He walks alongside us. He talks with us. He guides us. He leads us. He convicts us of sin. He teaches us in the precious Word of God. Romans 8 and 11 says, The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you and I that are truly born again. Philippians 3 and 10, Paul said that I might know the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. I get people all the time that said, I died for Jesus. I said, well, friend, try living for him, amen? Let's live for him. That's what we need to do, amen? Praise God. John 11 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. We've already died once. Amen. So we've got nothing but abundant life now and eternal life to come to look forward to Jesus. If Satan never had a hellish banquet party, it was on the Passover Sabbath over 2,000 years ago. When Jesus' cold, stiff body lay in that dark, dank tomb, the devil actually thought that he'd won. The gospel message that we read here is the death the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, we can't have a resurrection without a death and a burial. Amen? Amen? How do you say, I want to walk in resurrection power? How many want that as Christians? Amen? Folks, we can die self. Amen? That he will resurrect us, the people of God, he's called us to be for such a time as this. The devil thought that the death, the burial, meant that Jesus lost. Death was born. Humanity is now hopeless. The situation seemed bleak on Friday, but hey, Sunday was yet to come. That's Resurrection Day, amen? Yeah. Now we're going to forward to the Bible says, The Son of Righteousness arose with healing in his ways. That means forgiveness and victory for all those who anchor their faith exclusively in the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who don't want to make the ministry that my wife and I do, we have a semi-tractor trailer, and that trailer is converted into a chapel. I was wondering one afternoon in the chapel, a gentleman walked in, he sat across the way from me, got talking a little bit, and I could just be checking my spirit he's not right with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the right words, but I something's not right there. So he talked a little bit, I said, sir, I said, tell me, I said, when did you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ? Said, Jesus Christ? You love me, Jesus. I would like to tell he says, I bypass the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you can't give you God the Father to set through the Lord Jesus? Amen. First Timothy 2 and 5 says, There's one mediator between man and God. The man Christ Jesus. Amen. He's the one that mediates for you and I. There is no other way. In John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful that the God is so simple, a little child can hear it and understand it. 
and respond to be saved. Amen? But God's word is so complex and deep that the greatest emotions of all of history cannot unwind everything in it. It's the word of Almighty God. When I young man, he thought that he was okay in what he believed in. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There's a way to see righteous for man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That young man was headed straight for hell by passing the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 1 and 29, when John the Baptist was all baptized in one day, all of a sudden he seen the Lord Jesus Christ coming. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. John is right. Jesus called the death out of the grave. He's the only one that paid our sins. No one who can so much because when he walks, just a few pictures. One evening in the chapel, there's a half dozen drivers there, and I knew it was going to be this one man. And this man went by the time he jumped. And uh, so at the end of the service, uh, I, I addressed John, and I said, John, I said, do you know 100% for sure that Jesus died and going to heaven? He said, no, sir, I don't. I mean, would you like to? He said, yes, I would. So I didn't share the plan of salvation with this man. After he heard it, I said, John, you ready to repent? You surrender your life to Jesus? As he put in your life, he saved you from the Holy Spirit? The folks, he said this to me. He said, I want that more than anything else in my life, he said. I said, John, get on up here. And John, he said, he said, I laid my hand on John's shoulder, and it's John, you pray, you cry out for the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he did just that. He did such a beautiful thing. John grew up in the, the violent streets of the inner city that she calls himself. And what he would do as a young man, he'd go to some abandoned warehouses, he'd other men, and they would fight for money. And he had to take his fist and knock other men out. And John would knock out himself as well. But what was really amazing here is the scene John called Salvation. This has been what Jerry for a months ago now. I got John the Bible and he can see his scriptures and reading the word of God. He comes to chapel every now and then. I'm seeing him grow in grace and knowledge. You know, and then he goes out. Okay. And he's enjoying the word of God. For that. And you know, the same fist that used to knock over the men out with. Yeah, you're very good. You're very good. And you're walking to go, hey, brothers, greetings, tonight. A greetings, sister. And then when you pray for people, they take into your hands, they lay them on your shoulders, and they'll bring God's blessings upon them. Folks, that's a transfer of life, you know? Only God can do that. Man can do that. You know, John in many days, he doesn't have to live in fear and doubt and unbelief. He has future today in a bright hope for tomorrow, praise God. Second Timothy 1 to 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but the power of love and sound life. John and all are the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? He has love now in his heart where he had nothing but hate and bitterness there before. John is the son of mind. The prophet of the Bible there, he is the mind of Christ. Our minds have been washed and renewed through the power of the Word of God. My hope is not in any man, any church, any method, any formula. My God, my hope is in the person and work of Jesus Christ. He is my all in all. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> of thick, gross, silent darkness, while Jesus hung on the roof of the cross. Matthew 27 says, From the sixth hour, under the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. That darkness is not the fact that he was. He lived in the following day. Where was that darkness was the wrath of the Father that was being poured out on Jesus Christ. So when you and I will repent and receive Jesus, we don't have to face the wrath of the Father. Amen? Jesus took it all upon him, praise God. A horrifying, deafening blackness, so thick, so still, that the only thing that could be heard was, Bitch. Bitch. 
The precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ dripping, dripping down from the old rugged cross. The very seventeen says the life is in the blood. It's all Jesus' blood. My blood is stained with sin. He was the spotless Lamb of God. Hebrews 9 and 22 says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. I like the American word remission means we've been released from the power of sin. I think about before I was saved, how the devil had a choke collar on my neck and he just mocked the floors with me. But now that we're born again and I was saved, we've got remission of sin. We've been released from the power of sin. Amen? Proverbs 13 says, The Lord has delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, once a child of the devil, now I'm a child of Almighty God. Luke 10 and 19 says, Jesus said, I've given you power to tread on snakes and scorpions, to rule all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. You have power and authority in the person who works with Jesus Christ. At the church stop, we got a restaurant here. Sometimes in the evening, I'm going to invite you to eat. Those young ladies that worked there for a couple of months. And if I get ready to go to supper, the Holy Spirit said, Jerry, press into her life to me. Press in. She needs to be saved. So I prayed up, there's the gospel track, and I ran over there, and I came around and walked over to that, and I sat down. So she was working up front, and I didn't see her. <coughs> I come in, Trisha, she come running all the way to the back of the restaurant. And she walked up. So Chaplain Jay, Chaplain Jay, obviously she was in some kind of distress. And I go, what's going on? She says, I think my house is haunted, she says. I'm hearing things, I'm seeing things, things are moving around in her house. Uh, the lady comes off and on, she goes, what do I do? How can that happen? <clears throat> I said, young lady, somehow you've opened up a supernatural portal. And you've allowed these spirits to be in your life. By the things you're reading, the things you're watching on TV, in the videos. Music you're listening to, you open the door and you you pretty well to the devil to come in. She goes, What do I do? I go, You need to repent. You need to place in God's mercy that perhaps you can be your life to save you and deliver you from this. When that part of the restaurant is busy back there, and she said, You help me do that. I said, Of course I can. We grabbed hands, she prayed, she repented, she gave her heart to the Lord, I prayed over her. I got her Bible. And my wife Karen is a ladies' Bible study on Wednesday, so I got one of those Bible studies too. I didn't see her again for three days. She had a couple of days off. And the next time I seen her, she started to come running back again. Chaplain Jay, Chaplain Jay. She says, You know, before I prayed to see Jesus, she says, I did not sleep over one hour and then she said, I was tormented and living in fear every night. She said, That night I prayed to give the heart to the Lord. She said, I slept all night long. I slept 10 hours, she says. I woke up late the next morning, she says. I want peace now. Amen. I've got a peace now that I've never had before. You know, Jesus is that person of peace. Amen. You will not have to be apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That young lady can read the word and grow in the grace of knowledge. She's going to church now. And uh, that's the work of our loving Lord. Acts 20 28, the Bible says, Jesus purchased his church with his own blood. You know, you and I sit here, we're very costly people, amen? We cost him everything. He poured it all out for you and I, folks. We are complete in the Lord Jesus. The early church was empowered with an anointing that they never ever received before on the day of Pentecost. Peter stood up and the 3,000 people gave their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Remember, just prior to this, the church was hiding behind closed doors in fear of their life. All the apostles died in Martyr's death. But once they, once they depart with the Holy Spirit and going into their life, they didn't fear man, they didn't feel death any longer. They were for the anointing they never had before. Do you realize, church, that anointing is for you and I today as well? Amen? The Bible says that he was Jesus Christ to say yesterday, today, and forevermore. Praise God. Acts 1 and 8 says, You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. That word witness means in the Greek, you shall be a martyr. You truly will die. You give your life for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you and I are very hopeful at all in sharing the Lord Jesus and his hope that you lost in the earth world. People will hate you. Every time you go, boy, that Jesus is a really good guy. I like him. They will hate you. You know, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. God's word is a sword. It cuts, it divides, is what it does. How many want more powerful witnessing? Amen. Praise God. You know, we need forgiveness. Colossians 1.14 says, In Jesus we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. If you need healing, Psalm 107.20 says, He sent his word and healed them of all their afflictions. How many of the benefits of being a Christian? Amen. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. All my soul, that's my mind, my will, my intellect, that's my thoughts and my feelings. It's my innermost being. That's the part where praise and worship and thankfulness needs to begin. Amen. This is going to zip my toes and come all the way out. Praise God. Who forgiveth all my iniquities, who healeth all my diseases. My brothers and sisters, I stand here this morning. I know what I was in the past, amen? And I'm not the old creature any longer. I'm a new creature in Christ. He's forgiven all of my iniquities, all my transgressions. He has healed all of my diseases. Who redeemed thy life from destruction? One of God's most, you know, the majority of you here just this morning, you know your life is going towards destruction. You should be dead in hell ten times over, but you're alive today and you're saved, praise God. He has redeemed your life from destruction. Who calls you with loving kindness and tender mercies? I see one of the things for me as a Christian man, my relationship with Jesus, is it's about an intimate, loving relationship with my Lord. There's been times when I've been putting me to this week, and I kind of preach the law and preach the holiness, and I believe that's a part of it again. But you know what? I can never be holy enough to take faith with God. The only way you and I take faith with the Lord is through Jesus Christ, amen? Now, to remember and submit our life to Him. That's the only way that that's accomplished. He satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I understand it's funny to hear that the eagles know they'll start shedding their, their feathers and they'll get new ones. So you can have an old eagle with new feathers and he looks pretty young, you know? Yeah. But you know what? I believe God wants to restore for you and I the years of locusts have stolen and taken and eaten in our lives. He wants to deliver us and set you and I free. And only Jesus Christ can do that, praise God. How many of you say this morning, say, you know, I need to touch from Jesus Christ this morning? And you that way? There's a couple of you, praise God. Folks, you know, the Bible says that his mercies are renewing every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Today's a new day. This is a new morning. I need the flesh touching the master's hand, amen? How many of you are blazing open and honest and say, you know, 
I, I'm like Big John. I don't have any assurance of salvation while to die. I mean, you're like that, that waitress. You don't know where to go if you're dying. And this morning, and maybe you believe in God all your life. But how do you know that's not salvation? Amen? Jesus said, except the man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of heaven. There's no other way around it. We must be born again, Jesus said. And born again means we come to the end of ourselves. We die in ourselves. We use our strength, our wisdom. We can't make it. We surrender to him. Say, King Jesus, take charge of my life. You're the captain of my salvation. Have your will in your way in my life. Who is born to say, you know, Maybe you believe in God all your life, but you've never been born again. I would say, I've never been born again, and I need to deal with that this morning. God is speaking to me, and even in that way, I've never ever been born again. How we say this morning, as a child of God, he said, you know, I know that I'm safe. I know I'm born, but child of God, Holy Spirit filled. But there's some things in my life they're not easy to move right now. And that's called breathing the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do that. That can really hinder your relationship with others, your walk with the Lord, your own ministry. How many say in your life this morning as a Christian, there's some things there that I want Jesus to heal this morning? He said that you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many say this morning, say, you know, I need to Jesus to touch this whole body. We're going to get glorified bodies one day, and I'll look forward to that. But until then, I need to not just touch my life. How many say, you know, I'm going to earn my life. I need a great physician, the Lord Jesus Christ, the born of Gilead, to touch me in my body. Those of you who want me to pray for this morning, just stand right now. Please just stand right here, please. Oh, praise God. Precious Jesus. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be here this morning. Lord, just to have this communion time together, this street fellowship, this worship, this praise. Lord, we thank you for what you've learned in our lives and what you continue to do each and every day. Father, I just pray for a fresh anointing from my brothers and sisters. God, you're the one who started that fire in their heart. You're the God who fans that flame and just keeps them going. Lord, refresh them, renew them, revive them, encourage them, strengthen them, touch them in a very supernatural way as only you can do. And God, I pray that they walk out this building, they walk out with a fresh bounce in their step, a fresh fire that's never been there before. They have a boldness like they never had before as well. And when God, you would anoint them with the words and talk to other people. You give them discernment with the different spirits that are bombarding them day in day and night. Father, we don't give you a touch in their bodies. Lord, we look to Jesus, O oh God. Father, we touch my brothers and my sisters from the corner of the head to the soles of the feet. Flood through them, O oh God, with liquid fire. And we'll do that work in their lives, God. Restore these bodies, O oh God. Give us strength and vigor and power to go on in the high call of God. Help us, O oh God, not to be lethargic and to draw back, but to be all we can be as the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, touch my brothers and sisters. Strengthen them and encourage them, Lord. And Lord, I just want to thank you for the privilege you will hang out with these folks just a little bit this morning. And God, thank you for their love and their encouragement to carry the night. We worship you, we adore you. We thank you for the finished work that Jesus accomplished for each one of us here. Lord, we pray. Amen. Can we give Jesus a shout of praise? <laughs>